The first four chapters of Ion deal with Carl Jung's conception of the human mind, or to be more precise, the psyche. The four primary aspects of Carl Jung's model are as follows, the ego, the shadow, the syzygy, also known as the animus and anima, and the self. The persona is not relevant for the purposes of this discussion. In order to understand the latter three components properly, one must start with the ego. In the simplest terms, the ego is you, or rather it is your consciousness. The ego comprises everything about yourself and the world around you that is conscious, knowable, representable. This is the most basic piece of information that you need to know about the ego. Granted, there is other valuable information that Jung provides about the formation of the ego as well as its relations to the other components of the psyche. First of all, the ego has two components. One is the somatic factor, or body. The other is the psychic factor, or mind. In order for the ego to develop, one must first become conscious of themselves, and this happens through an intermingling of the somatic and psychic factors. The process of developing consciousness begins in early life. When one is an infant or a toddler, one is not necessarily conscious of themselves right away. This is because they are under the care of one's parents or other guardians. Instead of it being you interacting with and acting upon the world by your own will, the world happens to you. You only become conscious when your body interacts with its environment. Say when you are a baby and you're crawling around, you come across a rattle. You become conscious of the rattle and its function by picking it up and shaking it around. The more time the child interacts with its environment, the more it begins to realize that it has its own ego that they are a subject acting upon objects. This is a process that continues throughout one's life. The more one analyzes unknown or unconscious objects, be they physical objects or pieces of information, the more conscious one becomes and the more one's ego develops. This is an important piece of information that I must harp on because it's relevant for the rest of the book. In respect to the human psyche, the more unconscious contents that one integrates into their consciousness, the more the ego grows. In Jung's mind, the whole point of life is to continuously integrate the contents of one's unconscious mind into your conscious mind, until both consciousness and unconsciousness are brought into balance. In Jung's mind, at the end of this process, the ego becomes the self. We will discuss that more in chapter 4. There is one more important factor about the ego we must discuss before this video concludes. There is also the matter of free will and how the ego uses it. The debate about whether or not free will exists or not is irrelevant here. Let's just assume that the ego has free will or has the illusion of it for a second. In Jung's mind, it seems that the ego only has free will in the realm of consciousness. This free will, however, finds its limits when it comes across unknown or unconscious contents. When the ego comes into contact with unconscious parts of its psyche, those unconscious parts have a sort of autonomy. They tend to act upon the ego. For example, when one gets angry, it is the unconscious force of anger that takes over your conscious ego. In extreme cases, it can be almost impossible to prevent oneself from feeling angry. It is only by willfully confronting the unconscious contents of our mind 
or the unknown contents of the outside world, that we can become conscious of them, understand them, and thus limit their effect on us. In some cases, if one is unable to properly confront these unconscious-slash-unknown contents, they might completely subsume and manipulate the ego. These forces that threaten our ego come in many forms, two of which that Jung discusses are complexes and archetypes. In regards to complexes, if one encounters a radical communist or fascist, often you won't be speaking to the person. You will be speaking to the complex that has subsumed their ego. It is only when one becomes conscious of the complex, that unconscious content, that it can be alleviated. As for examples of the archetypes, the next three chapters of the book are based around that very concept. We will discuss the most accessible archetype in the next chapter when we discuss the shadow. In future videos, I will include a segment where we discuss the supposedly terrifying elements in the selected chapter. Because this is the first chapter, and the chapter was only a couple of pages, there is not as of yet anything I think should be considered terrifying. Thank you for watching. If you like this video, make sure to give it a like. Make sure to subscribe so you can see future videos in this series. Also, if you want to support the work I am doing here, please consider going to my Subscribestar page. There are different rewards you will receive depending on how much you donate. If you don't have the capacity, to leave a donation that's totally cool, really the most important thing you can do to help me out is share this video. Share it with a fellow Jordan Peterson fan or Young fan so we can come together and talk about stuff that is intelligent and meaningful for a change. Also, remember to subscribe to both Uberboyo and Jimmy Boyo for more discussion around Ion and other Jungian content. I'll link to their channels down below in the description box. Until next time, just remember, stay yellow.